This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. And um, we, we get the chance to do, I think, what I really love doing, that's team teaching. Absolutely. So it's going to be going to be great. So All last Sunday, you know, Sarah was here. Yeah, and did she do amazing or what? Incredible. Like she always does, and she launched this series yeah, you can give her a hand. Even though she's not here, we will tell you that we would tell her that you, you applauded her in her absence, okay? So she launched this series called Genesis, um, Start Here, series from Genesis. And uh, Jen and I were uh, gone uh, for a couple weeks there. He's really enjoying God's, God's um, creation, his, his beauty, right, that he's created. And um, whether you're on vacation or, or, or not, what about just observing God's handiwork? I mean, how many are guilty? Are you guilty of this? So like you kind of blast through life just a little bit and it's so beautiful outside and you just don't pause to, to look around at what God's created. Do you do that? Yeah, I do sometimes. And it's, um, I appreciate the moments where it seems like God's like, hey, woohoo, you know, it's like, I've got some amazing things for you to see. Yeah, because there's so much going on. But yes, yeah. I can find myself just exactly. going through the day. Exactly, and so, mm-hmm. um, and I'm getting a little bit of a, I'm hearing myself three times, so. Is anybody else? Here, okay. Um, so uh, that's what we're talking about today. We're gonna really focus on this, I'm gonna tell you right up that, the sovereignty of God in creation, what we see coming out of the book, book of Genesis. Who would not want to take a design class from God? Right? Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> I have not. No, I know, but that question came to my mind, right? So like, if I'm, if I'm into designing, I think I would want to learn from, from God. So Arthur Pink, he, he writes this. He says, turn your eye to the heavens and observe the mysteries of divine sovereignty, which, were, which there confront the thoughtful beholder. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. So, you know, translated, all the stars are different, right? Um, but why should they? Why should the sun be more glorious than all the other planets? Why should there be stars of the first magnitude and others of the tenth? Why such amazing inequalities? Why should some of the heavenly bodies be more favorably placed than others in the relation to the sun? And why should the, there be shooting stars and falling stars, wandering stars, in a word, ruined stars? And the only possible answer, this is Arthur being, for thy pleasure they are and were created. Speaking of God, he, he, and he says it this way as he continues, every object was in its right place. Every vegetable process going on in season, every animal in its structure and instincts su- suited to its mold of life and its use in the economy of the world. He saw everything that he had made answering the plan which his eternal wisdom had conceived, and behold, it was very good. good. So when you walk out of here today and you walk out there, just pause and look around a little bit and go like, yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. This is God's design. The psalmist tries to capture the awe of his creation. Here's what I'd like to ask us to do. Can we just stand again this morning for the reading of God's word from Psalm 8 and just listen to the psalmist as he as he ascribes glory 
Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heaven, and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the paths of the seas, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And Father, I would just pray that the reality of who you are today in your sovereignty would settle deep into our hearts this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. That's one thing for humans to describe, uh, try to describe the creation of God. Um, it's, it's another one to hear the words of the creator himself, right? God. Genesis 1 now, verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Yeah. Now, have you ever finished a project and you kind of stand back and you go like, whoa, that was good? Very rarely. <laughs> okay. It's kind of more like, whoa. I'm glad what I'm done. There? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've done that too, you know. Like, it's, it's more rare. You know, hey, that's, that's really good. I'll fix the toilet, though. And I actually called Jen into the bathroom this morning. I said, check out the toilet. I fixed it. She go, and she said, oh, honey. That is very good. Yes, echoing, echoing, echoing yes. the words of the scripture. Yes, absolutely. So, but anyway, so it's, it's always, it's always um, best. So when we talk about Genesis, start here. It's always best to have a starting point, right? Mm -hmm. So um, rather than kind of jumping into the middle of a conversation, I don't know if you've done that or not, but you come into part of a conversation, and you go like someone says, like, "Well, you missed the first part." Right. Right. And so here we are in the beginning, right? Or start here from Genesis. And I would pray um, that as, as we walk through the next couple of weeks, that you would just be inspired to dive deeper into Genesis. And let's begin there. Yeah. And, and this is a good thing that John does is, is um, in the book of John, John recognizes this, the sovereignty of God. And so what we, we read there, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And so you see, then even with John, as he's reflecting on this idea of, of who Jesus is, he can't help but start to just go back to this idea of in the beginning, because that's the way the Bible starts, and John connects these very same words, in the beginning. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, Jesus. In the beginning, God was already there. It starts with him. And John knew what he was doing when he was writing those words. He was making it clear that Jesus is God, and he was there at the beginning, the one who started it all. And Paul says something similar as he's reflecting on who Jesus is and this, the nature of God and creation. In Colossians 1, uh, 15 and 16, he says, He is the image of the invisible God, speaking of Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. And it says this, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him 
and for him. This God is over everything. So the question that we have is, is what things that we just here talked about, what things were created by him? I think the scripture makes it very clear. The simple word is yeah, all. all. All things. No bird just happened to show up on its own. I mean, think about this. No bird just kind of just popped out of nowhere. No tree was just randomly thrown into place. No star was just a happen by chance. All of it was intentional. God created it all. Yeah, so all things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think, I think honestly what, what might happen for some of us is that it's easy for us to go out and look at, at creation and recognize God's sovereignty in creation and go like, God, you, you created this and you created that and look at the stars, look at the moon, look at, look, look at creation. But what about you and me? Yeah. What about recognizing God's sovereignty in creating you just as you are? And God looking at you and going like, it's all good. It's all good. So I think sometimes we struggle with like, God, like you put this body together like this. It was this, you know, am I the person you stood back and said, well, that didn't work out so good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what did I do with old Tom there? You know, so I think sometimes we have that. Instead of like going in the sovereignty of God, he created you exactly you. And so here's what I want you to do right now. Like, I want you to just do this. Like, God, you created me. Can you do that? Yeah. Can you say it out loud? God, you created, God, you created me. Mm-hmm. And you said it was all good. Mm-hmm. It was all good. Mm-hmm. Out of nothing, God, God creates. I'm going to go back to Arthur Pink again. In the great expanse of eternity, which stretches behind Genesis 1-1, the universe was unborn and creation existed only in the mind of the great creator. In his sovereign majesty, God dwelt all alone. Just think about it. We refer to that far distant period between, before the heavens and the earth were created. There were then no angels to him God's praises, no creatures to occupy his notice, no rebels to be brought into subjection. The great God was all alone amid the awful silence of his own vast universe. But even at that time, if time it could be called, God was sovereign. His might create, his might create or not create according to his own good pleasure. But we know what sovereign God did. Yes. Yeah. It is so good. And that starts to stir something within us. Yeah. Like there's, as we just sit in the realizing his majesty, I think what it does is it, it, it causes something within us. And I, I think the words in Revelation speak to this really well. Revelation 4.11 says, Worthy are you, O Lord our God and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they existed and were created. There's a sense inside of us that as we see and recognize his creation, it causes gratitude and awe for for what he has done. This God who created all things. God is sovereign in all his creation. And he can do whatever he pleases, when he pleases. The question that flows from this is, is, can I trust God with my life? Like, if this is who God is, can I trust God with my life? A second question is, can I trust God with what is happening in my life right now? And I think that's probably even a tougher question because we all go through stuff in life. We all have difficult moments. And the question is, with this sovereignty idea, 
with the reality of the sovereignty, can we trust God in the circumstances that we find ourselves in right Which now? Which is really the, really the question that, I, that we come to um, when we consider the sovereignty of God, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the right question. That, uh, do, do we trust God who is sovereign over all with my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with what's going on right now. And, and uh, so let's, play a little, let's play a thought game for just a moment, okay? Yeah. If, if I were to, just think about it, if I were to give Mario complete sovereignty or rule over my life, would that be a good thing? <laughs> oh, someone said horrible. Yeah, would that be a good Bless thing? You. Bless getting, you. Yes, horrible. No, no. I mean, so maybe yes. Um, no. May, maybe no. Maybe no. Complete sovereignty over my life. Here's what I, I believe. I do. I believe that. I, I believe that Mario would always have my best interest in mind. Yes? Uh-huh. I believe, <clears throat> I believe that I, if I was in great need, that Mario would do his best to meet my great need. Yes? <laughs> You're looking at me funny. <laughs> I, I, believe, I believe that if I was down to my last dollar, Mario would come along. Right? Yes? I'm, I, I'm not done yet. I know. I'm okay. wondering where this is going. I, I, I believe that if, if, I, if I needed my lawn mowed, <laughs> Mario would be there to mow my lawn. Yes? I believe that if I asked him to kiss me right on the cheek, <laughs> I, I, believe that, I believe that he would do that, right? I would if you were in need. Of a little loving embrace, maybe a little loving embrace, right? And, and, and the, the opposite is true. The, the pro, here, but here's the problem, right? Here, here's, or the, maybe not the, the problem. The reality. Right? No human has that capacity to meet the need of every other. We just don't have that capacity, right? Right. We just can't do that. There may be the desire to do that, but we, we can't do that. Because really, um, as much as I would honestly trust you, and I, I really would... Um, with my life, mm-hmm. um, you really don't know what tomorrow holds. No. And I, I wouldn't know what tomorrow would hold in your life either. So, right. and I pray you would, and I know you trust me with the same thing, but mm-hmm. um, we don't know. See, we, we want to do that, but we don't know what tomorrow holds, nor do we have the power to actually change things. Mm-hmm. But see, the sovereignty of God is rooted in who God is. Now, we have to really grasp this, I think, to understand his rule over our life because God is all-powerful, yes? Mm-hmm. Or, or the word that's used is he's omnipotent, mm-hmm. right? God's all-powerful. Um, God is all-knowing. So he knows everything. So he knows about today and he knows about tomorrow, right? Which, of course, we don't. Mm-hmm. But God does, right? He's omniscient. So, that's what, so he knows what you're facing today, he knows what you're going to face tomorrow. Right. And then he's omnipresent. I, I'll kind of like that a lot because it just means like where we humanly can't be present in that other person's life, God is always present right. in our life. Mm-hmm. And the sovereignty of God is rooted and experienced in those three things, mm-hmm. right? God, God is sovereign. And God is good, and a good God can be trusted in, in all of life. 
And that's what we're talking about today. Um, the creator, the creator of the universe mm -hmm. who spoke and, and things came into existence. He wasn't surprised when, when um, all of a sudden there was light, right? I mean, it's not, not like God goes, hey, let there be light. Whoa, it just happened. <laughs> it didn't surprise him that that happened because he rules Overall, so we have four reminders we want to leave you with today in terms of God, God's sovereignty. Four reminders, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the first one is this. Uh, a sovereign God created you. And just some of these things that we're saying, I just want to invite you, like, just let them sink in. I think they can just be said, and maybe if you've been around church for a long time, it's kind of like, eh. I mean, let that sink in deep into your soul. A sovereign God created you. Psalm 103 says this. Know the, that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Each person is created in the image of God. You're an image bearer of the Creator God. So this means that everything uh, that our sovereign God allows into our life, brings, He brings into our lives, is to be used to show the glory of God in our circumstances. And sometimes that's a really hard thing for us to, to grasp. Your life story is God's picture to the world of His grace working in you and working through you. And so for some of us, that might mean that we have to consider who else we have speaking into our lives. Because we go throughout our day, we have so many things inputting into our lives, so many media inputs into our life that, that try to speak a message about who you are. But in those moments, there might be a need for some of us to pull back on some of that and just listen to what God has to say about us. Focus on the one that really matters. You know, um, there's a great philosopher uh, called Kermit the Frog. And um, he, says, Kermit. he says these words, maybe you don't need the whole world to love you, you know. Maybe you just need one person. And you see, we believe that that one person is Jesus. That in the midst of it all, and all that's going on in life, if you feel like nobody else is for you, know this. God is for you. Jesus is for you. He loves you. Our identities are shaped by the knowledge that God is sovereign. That's the starting place. When we come to ask God, who are we? We start with first, who are you? You are the one that's over all. You're the one who sets the boundaries. You're the one who declares who it is that we are. And we've, as a result, we are secure in Him. We are objects of His love. And our worth and value are defined by Him, not by the world standards, not by the stuff we see on TV, or not by the stuff we hear as we're checking out whatever source that we are. It's defined by Him. And so I want to call you to reflect on this. God made me just the way He wanted to. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let that sink into your soul this morning. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That is really good. I, you know, I was sitting here thinking while you were talking about, like, I wonder how many times, okay, God, um, you created me. I wish it was different. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think we had those thoughts. Mm -hmm. But what about moving to a place where maybe we get up in the morning, we look in the mirror, and we go like, whoa, God, it's good. <laughs> And, that would be a good And practice. we begin to look at ourselves as God looks at us, right? Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, what if we have that mindset that what he created was good? Right. Yeah, yeah. How about mm -hmm. the sovereign God chose you to live out his good purpose? So the person that you are, more we just talk about the person you created, and now the gifts that he has given you, 
how he's made you, how you think, how you like you create a life. So there are people like, you know, so we, we joke about this a, a, a lot. Well, I don't joke about it. It's actually true. So Mario mm-hmm. is so good at process, right? Mm-hmm. So Mario can like put things together and put like one and two and three and four and five, like next steps, right? And 300 and three. <laughs> it, it can just go on and on and on. I'll tell you that right now. And for me, I go like, one, where's that? One, yeah, let's just, like, <laughs> let's just do this, right? I don't care. So, I mean, but what if we begin to look at the way God's created us, um, maybe different, mm-hmm. right? But by design and on purpose in order to carry out his purpose Amen. In, in all life, mm-hmm. right? Um, Psalm 100, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. God's sovereignty means that his design for us cannot be frustrated. John Piper says this. Nothing, absolutely nothing befalls those who love God and are called according to his purpose, but what is for our deepest and highest good. Therefore, the mercy and sovereignty of God are twin pillars, he says, of my life. They are my hope. They are the hope of my future, the energy of my service, the center of my theology, the bond of my marriage, the best medicine in all my sickness, the remedy of all my discouragements, And when I come to die, whether soon or late, these two truths will stand by my bed with infinitely strong and infinitely tender hands that lift me up to God. God has chose you to live out sovereignly his good purpose in life. So how he's created you. So just think about and pause for just a moment. Okay, God created you. Like maybe it's a process person. Maybe it's a creative. Maybe, maybe, um your gifts and talents, whatever they are, however, are different than others. But God gave you that mm-hmm. in order to live out his purpose in life. Someone once said it this way, if God is the author of life, which, which he is, there must be a script. Where right. there is a script, there must be a story. The individual subplot must gain its direction from the larger story of God's purpose for our lives. So you just, good. you're living out God's story as you live out your purpose in all of life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we walk in his purpose, the person that he has created. Mm -hmm. And there's a third thing for us to consider, is that our sovereign God calls us to commit to those good purposes. God has good purposes, and he calls us to live those out. You see, that good purpose is that we glorify him. Ultimately, our whole goal in life, we were created to glorify him. And and we do that by loving him and by loving others. And so we have to trust him in those circumstances. You know, there's a moment where there was uh, two guys, uh, Paul and Silas. And I think this is a really great illustration of this because they were thrown in jail because of simply preaching the, the good news about who Jesus is. And when they were thrown in jail, um, they were up in the middle of the night and they were, they were shackled. And, and they're, as they're there, they're, they're just taking time in the middle of the night just to sing praises to God and to pray to the Lord. And then suddenly this earthquake just hit the place. And as earthquake hit, all of a sudden their chains start to come off and the door flies open in that moment. And they have an opportunity to take off. And I'm telling you, if I'm yeah. in their position and I have that opportunity. I'm out of there. I think I'm out. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, peace, this must be a word from the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm out of there. Yeah. But they didn't. They stayed. 
And see, right at that same time, when the guard started to recognize what was going on, that guard, he, he pulled out his weapon to kill himself because he knew that if he didn't do it, he was going to be killed because the prisoners weren't going to be there from what he understood. But right as he's about to kill himself, Paul calls out, don't do it. We're all still here. We're right here. We didn't leave. And they chose to stay in that moment for what God was going to do in and through them. And that jailer, that person, that guard in that moment, and his entire family came to know Jesus because of them choosing to follow out God's purpose for their life instead of their purpose for their life. You see, God's purposes prevail over human desire. And this can be seen in the lives of people all around the world today as they choose to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. Even in these difficult circumstances, I choose you instead of my own ways. And it makes such a huge difference when we recognize sovereign God calls us to a purpose. He has a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. Yeah, exactly. And finally, as we kind of wrap up this morning, um, God's sovereignty calls us to rest in him. Just think about that. Back to our, our prayer time, Jeremiah goes like, God, God, like there is nothing too hard for you. Mm. And of course, God's response by a question, is there anything too hard for me? The answer is no. But God's sovereignty calls us to rest in him. A sovereign God, the sovereignty of God impacts every area of my life, every worry that you have right now. Mm-hmm. What's it look like to commit that to a sovereign God? Mm-hmm. Every concern about, about your life, Um, maybe what you're facing right now, what's it look like to rest in a sovereign God who is in all and over all and sovereignly rules your life and mine? What does that that look like for you? It's not what we humanly hope for. It's not that I hope Mario will be able to meet my every need. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's human hope, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a confidence in God who spoke the universe into place and created you and, and, and created me. Back to the creation story again. Like God's just not surprised by what he did. He called it good. And he calls you and me as followers, whether we've been in this journey for a long time or a short time, some of us, I've discovered, are really good at this point right here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They don't worry about anything, right? Well, yeah. God's got this thing, right? Right. Some of us have to kind of keep reminding ourselves, God, you've got this thing, and you're sovereign, mm-hmm. and I know you are a good God, and you will have my best interest in place, mm-hmm. no, matter, no, no matter what. And I, I think that's why, that's why Peter calls us to do something, and I'm going to invite us in just a moment to do it. 1 Peter 5, 7. It was a um, a passage that we kind of tossed around as a team this past week. Hmm. Um, Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Casting all of your care, casting all your worries on a sovereign God who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is always present in your life. Casting all those cares on him because he cares for you. And I love what, what uh, some of the team members talked about. The whole casting, that's an action, right, on our part. That's what we do. And it's, it's not just a one-time thing. It might be daily for you. It might be moment by moment. I, God, I'm casting. I'm giving my cares to you mm-hmm. this morning. And, and I'm resting in you. A sovereign God 
calls us to rest in him. So we're going to pray. And I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. And Mario and I are just going to lead us in prayer. Can we do that? Where is it that you need to find rest today? Maybe it's all good. Maybe it's all good. But for many of us, um, let that question kind of sink, sink a little, little bit into our heart. Where, where do we need to find rest? In the sovereignty of God. Is it in who you are? Because maybe some are struggling, well, God, you made me this way, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that's where you need to rest in the knowledge that God created you. How about in your good gifts and your good purpose mm-hmm. in life as you head out the door tomorrow? Mm-hmm. How, about, how about that? God, you didn't, yeah, God you, didn't, you didn't create me for any good. Yeah, actually, he did. Right. Actually, he did. How about just resting in who he is? That's giving all of our life, casting all of our care. So I'll pray, and then Mario will, will, will close us in prayer, and then we're going to sing, and then we're going to walk out. And I would pray that when we do, we walk out maybe with a, maybe for some a new, new knowledge of the sovereignty of God, mm-hmm. maybe for many of us just a reminder mm-hmm. that we don't walk this life alone. Amen. So Father, this morning, I am so thankful that we can rest In your sovereignty, you are a good God and a good God that we can trust all the time. You are all-powerful. You're all-knowing. You're always present in our life. And you have called us to rest in who you are. So this morning, I just invite us. Now just cast whatever care or concern and find rest in the sovereignty of God who is in all and he is over all. Is it your job? Is it your career? Is it what tomorrow holds? Is it a little bit of a struggle with who you are, how God's created you, whatever, whatever it is? God, we give that to you and we rest in the sovereignty of who you are. Father God, right now we come before you with the circumstances of life. Lord, I know that some in this place are are just going through some difficult moments and entrusting you has been difficult because it's been so hard. And yet as we're being reminded once again, fresh and anew, that you are over all, you are in all, you are over all, you are above all. Lord, it's stirring within us uh, trust and stirring within us hope. And and fresh and anew, God, we're saying these circumstances of life, whatever they might be, God, we give them to you. We cast those cares upon you. We cast those anxieties upon you, knowing that you are good, knowing that you care. And so we place them into your hands and trust you, who is a sovereign God, to do what it is that you would do with them, that you would have your way with them. And God, that even for some of us this morning, that's a spot of saying we've never even trusted you with our life. We've gone throughout most of our life, if not all of it, in a spot of trying to make our life work. But this morning, we're hearing about you who truly is above all. And this morning, we're saying we trust you with our lives. We trust you with all that we are. We're saying, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Savior, my God. The one who was at the beginning, I'm trusting you with all that I am. I give my life to you this morning. I cast my life before you knowing that you care and that you're above all and say thank you that you say yes in these moments of coming into my life as I offer it to you. And so God, as a complete uh, faith community, a congregation, Lord, we, our heart posture towards you is one of saying we give you all and we come in awe 
of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.